For a large number of people, the term investing is not a clearly understood term. If you are one of those people, don't feel badly. You're not alone. There are many confusing terminologies in investing, and sometimes people are afraid of investing because they do not understand it. And they may have heard of people who lost money investing, so it scares them. After all, people work hard for their money, and they don't just want to see it disappear. In this podcast, I'd like to address investing generally, what it is and why do people do it, especially if there is risk of losing money. Let's deal with the why part first. Like I said, people work hard for their money, and they don't want to see it disappear. This is very understandable. What many do not consider when thinking about their money is inflation. Over time, inflation raises prices. The flip side of inflation is the value of currency, which for us in the United States means the dollar, going down in value. When the dollar goes down in value, it buys less of something, or the price goes up for the same amount of something by the same amount as the dollar went down in value. For example, if last year I paid $2 for a 12-ounce cup of coffee, but this year I have to pay $2.04, then I could say that inflation was 2% year over year. It took $0.02 more for every dollar to buy the same cup of coffee. One could also say that the dollar lost 2% of its purchasing power, or 2% of its value. Suppose someone was fearful to lose money and put $100 under their mattress. Then, 10 years later, that person took the $100 bill out and looked at it. The person might feel very good that the $100 is still $100. Nothing was lost. But it was. If inflation averaged 2% per year for 10 years, then, though it still says it is $100, it will only buy what $81.86 would have bought 10 years earlier. $18.14 just disappeared from the hard-earned $100. Money under the mattress in the safe or in the safe deposit box may feel secure, but the effects of inflation will whittle away at its value. Why does inflation happen? There are multiple reasons. Some reasons are very specific regarding a particular product. Let's consider coffee again. Coffee has to be grown and is often grown in regions that may be hit with natural disasters from time to time, such as droughts, floods, volcanoes, etc. If, for instance, a bad drought were to hit the coffee-growing region of Brazil, then that region would not be able to produce as much coffee as they used to produce. Supply of coffee around the world would decrease, but coffee companies who must have coffee to sell to stay in business must still buy coffee in hopefully the same amount. So the coffee companies, they try to outbid each other, offering to pay more and more for the same amount of coffee. Were this the case, my $2 cup of coffee from the year before might not cost me $2.04, but $2.50. That's because the coffee company will try to pass on its increased cost to me. Perhaps next year, it might go back down in price. The interplay of coffee and all other products, material and labor, work together to blend into an average overall rate of inflation of things. There is a non-specific type of inflation too. This has to do with the supply of money itself. The more supply, the cheaper the money, whether dollars, pesos, dinars, or any other sort of currency. However, when currency becomes more scarce, the value goes up as more and more people bid for the currency in much the same way as the coffee illustration. By and large, governments control, or try to control, the amount of supply of money. If a government or central bank slowly increases the supply of currency over time, then a slow and gradual inflation will occur. Remember, 
The flip side of inflation is the decline in value of a currency. The Central Bank of the United States, often referred to as the Fed, and whose formal name is the Federal Reserve System, announces very openly that they have an inflation target of 2%. They do not always achieve it for various reasons, but that is what they target. In other words, the Fed is plainly telling us that it is their intention to reduce the value of our dollar at a rate of 2% per year. There are some economic theories that make this sound less sinister than saying they are trying to take 2% of your money and make it disappear each year, but that is the effect. There are economic arguments that this is a good thing, but that discussion is beyond what we're considering here today. The specific types of inflation can sometimes be volatile, but are often short-lived. The non-specific central bank type of inflation should be expected to average out over time. So when we are talking about inflation over a 5, 10, 20 year period or longer, it is likely wise to listen to the central bank and use their target to predict what may happen to the value of your money over time. Now that we've discussed inflation, we can answer the why people invest. Typically, people invest money to try to earn at least, if not more, than the rate of inflation. Earning the rate of inflation on money is the only way to keep the value of your hard-earned dollars from disappearing over time. There is another thief of value, though, and that is taxes. If you earn 2% on $100 but have to pay 25% in taxes on the interest the 2% paid you, then after taxes you are left with $1.50 in earnings per dollar or only 1.5%. So when targeting an investment rate of return, one must consider both taxes and inflation. Broadly speaking, people invest their money to try to either grow their money at a rate that is high enough to pay the taxes due on the earnings and have the rate of inflation left over, or they may even try to grow their money faster than that so that they may actually have more money after taxes and inflation than the amount with which they began. That is why people invest their money. But isn't investing risky? There are different kinds of risk. As we've seen, just putting your money under the mattress may feel risk-free, but inflation is the unseen risk that is always at work. So doing nothing and not investing has its own risks. There are various kinds of investing risks, too, to be sure, and we will discuss this more in another podcast. Why do people invest, then? They invest to preserve the value of their money. They may also invest to try to increase it faster than inflation takes it away after taxes. Generally speaking, if you have money that you know you will be spending within the next year, this is not money that is good for investing. Holding this money in a checking or savings account is likely the best way to hold the money. But... If money is just being saved for the future and there is no near-term specific spending plans for it, say over the next 3, 5, 10 years or more, then that should be considered investment money. Not investing that money and trying to earn a rate of return that after taxes and inflation preserves the value or grows it even more is taking the risk of inflation and accepting the most likely outcome will be less purchasing power in the future. To drive this home, Let's say you have $1,000 today and you are 20 years old and you could either invest it or put it in the safe. If you were to choose to put it in the safe and then took it out 46 years later when you were 66 and ready to retire, you would still have $1,000. But if inflation had averaged just 2% per year for 46 years, that $1,000 would only buy what $398.21 will buy today. Looking backwards, 
Something that cost you $100 in 1997 would cost you $404.49 today. Why do people invest? They invest to preserve and grow the value of their money. To not invest is to accept the value of your money will disappear over time and to do nothing about it. At Total Wealth Planning and Management, we help people to try to preserve and grow their money over time so they may achieve their long-term goals and needs. Total Wealth Planning and Management. Be a client, not a customer.